Hi, this is Adrienne A. Wallace, and you have reached me here in the Life Room. Thank you for joining. Today, I'd like to do a very quick business discussion on understanding your role. And this is not just for those of us who um, work in the corporate sector and have established careers in the corporate sector of business, but this is for any type of business that you belong to. So you may play on the side of a small service-oriented company. Perhaps you play on the side of a home cleaning service that is a franchise and you work for a franchise owner. And so your job is to go into various homes um, within a particular region or wherever you're assigned. Uh, you usually get there by car and you have a responsibility that's typically based on a checklist to clean that home and certainly leave that home better and cleaner than you found it. And that involves a lot of things. And it's the same thing um, that is required of a chief financial officer or a chief marketing officer or innovation officer, as the case may be, or a uh, large-scale senior director of marketing or client services, um, either in a Fortune 500 company or on the advertising side of business that services um, many Fortune 500 companies and brands. And the responsibility that all of those people have is that when they go into that space, they're supposed to make that space better each and every day, better than how they found it. They are supposed to make sure that evidence of deterioration um, the likelihood of a brand existing in demise doesn't happen. And so effectively, everyone, no matter what your job is, has a PR, public, respon public relations responsibility, or a superior branding responsibility to make sure that things are better than how they found it. It is the reason why they are compensated. When you work in a corporate environment, you may have a very large job and the scale of your expertise is grand and the accountabilities and responsibilities are large as well. And when that happens, you are in touch with a lot of people, probably managing, leading and directing a lot of people, but at the same time, there are a lot of people looking at you and they're looking at you for strategy, for insights, for suggestion, for leadership on how to execute. And if you are not executing in a high quality way, in a way that makes the space better than how it originally was, that makes the space progressively better day after day, that delivers a return on investment and also a return on insight to the company, then it's possible that you are faltering as a leader. And leadership requires the qualities of not only what I've already said, the ability to go into a space and make it better than you found it, which is pretty much the Girl Scouts creed, or the Scouts creed, I, I should say. Um, but it also requires charisma. And charisma is something that... Um, is really about 
the spirit of a person. It's about the charm of a person, but it's about the authentic nature of a person and that authentic nature of a person making folks feel powerful, making folks feel attended to, and making folks feel spirited because that person is that. The word charisma has a lot of theological implications and has been used in um, theology many, many times. But it is more used in business and in business environments and work environments to symbolize a leader who is deeply rooted in having good emotional impact. And so it is by the way that that person interacts with other people. It is by virtue of body language. And some people are more charismatic, charismatic than other people. They seem to have the ability to relate and to communicate with people um, socially in a more profound and a more catchy way than other people. But charisma is an important trait of successful leaders, and leadership doesn't require having a title in the C-suite. You don't have to be the CFO. You don't have to be the CMO. You don't have to be the senior director or executive leader of anything. You can have a title that has you sitting as an associate or more in a service-oriented fashion, and you can be a successful leader. When you think about charismatic people, you're often thinking about celebrities or public figures, politicians even, certainly in this day and age. Um, but usually these are people who are quite successful in what they do. And it's often due to their charisma that they're so successful. And so they're not coined as being ordinary people. Um, they have this charismatic personality because they are popular and they use that popularity to connect to people. So for instance, in a restaurant, we often don't know who the restaurant owner is. We often don't know who the CEO is of a restaurant franchise. But the time that we experience charisma in a restaurant is when we're being served when the hostess attends to us and, and seats us, when the waiter or waitress, when the wait staff um, attends to us, that is when we are most likely to experience charisma. And when we experience charisma, which is good service, someone leaving you feeling better than when you came, what do we often do? We often leave a tip. So again, some people are more charismatic than others, but the most charismatic of people, if we really look at it, are people that we are encountering every day in service industries. They are confident, they show optimism about the brands, they're an emotional player, they're paying attention to your needs, and they're confidently paying attention to your needs without any amount of acting. They're making suggestions about what it is that you could have or what it is you can eat or what it is you would enjoy. So they're interested in you. And uh, oftentimes they're interesting their self. 
if you ask them about themselves, they're probably good storytellers and they likely have a really engaging manner when they speak or they explain something. Imagine having a really good waiter come to your table at a restaurant that you've never been to before and he describes the special of the day or he describes one of the meals that he prefers or is his favorite on the menu. He's usually very, very focused, very attentive, very descriptive, very relaxed, but has you animated towards trying what it is that he's suggesting. And it's usually by virtue of his body language. Charismatic people are simply interested in others. They demonstrate intelligence and they communicate effectively with others. They're usually really, really good at initiating conversations. And so that's a part of intelligence. They tend to have up-to-date knowledge as to what is going on, where it's going on, and how it's happening. And they're kind of rounded in their general knowledge. And so they are able to make small talk, but they're not awkward at all in beginning their conversations or even ending their conversations. Oftentimes when you experience a charismatic person, you're going to experience that this is a person that you'd like to talk to again. What else about charismatic people? They're assertive. They understand that in order to accomplish the ends and the means and the goals of the business, that they have to be assertive. And they're able to do this in a really, really positive way, whether or not there are good or bad things happening. They're not tricksters, but they are able to assert in very subtle ways the end results that need to occur. And so anyone can go into a work environment, be charismatic. Um, they maintain attention to detail. They care about people. They care about the end results in terms of how it is that people feel when they come and experience their work. And they care about what people say about their work. So we can all learn to do this. We can all learn to be more charismatic by really developing a knowledge